everybody, Susan Finch here, your host for All Volunteer, All Heart from Binky Patrol. And today I am joined by a new friend, a new colleague, somebody that I met just this past week. And Colleen Ghost is a speaker. She is a survivor. She is a professional speaker. Let's distinguish that. And she has a story to tell. And we both were in agreement about the importance of nonprofit leaders, nonprofit representatives learning how to tell their stories with poise, with confidence. And so I wanted to bring Colleen so we could talk about this and encourage all of you to go get some training, get some help to take that stage. So Colleen, welcome. Thank you, Susan. I'm so excited to be with you here today. Well, we met at a storytelling competition for the local, the Oregon chapter of the NSA, which is the National Speakers Association. And within that wonderful warm group, this was not a big gathering folks, this was fewer than 50 people. And within that group, there were a lot of people that are involved in Toastmasters. And I've been in Toastmasters on and off over the years, and I'm getting back to it now, now that I found my new group with Colleen. And the confidence that they thought I had as a nonprofit leader, just warmed my heart, but it also reminded me how important it is to learn how to tell our stories, what led us to being a part of these nonprofits or even starting it. So Colleen, can you give me a little bit of background on your journey? Absolutely. First and foremost, Susan, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. And I just love your enthusiasm and I love your love to help others. So thank you for having me be a part of that. Sure. So to tell my story, so I'm a domestic violence survivor. I was in an abusive, emotionally and physically abusive marriage for 20 years. Uh, unfortunately, I raised my girls in that chaotic environment. And it took me a long time to find the strength and courage to leave. Now, again, when I say strength and courage, those words are, I had strength, I had courage in some different ways. And I stayed in that relationship for many reasons that did not serve me, of course, but it took me a long time to say, okay, I need to get out of this for me. When I think back about the person that I was when I entered in that relationship, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence. I didn't have a lot of self-worth, but I did have a voice. And then when I fast forward 20 years later, when I was ready to make that change, I realized I lost my voice. I lost the person mm -hmm. I was. It's amazing in a bad way, I guess, or in a negative way, how relationships like that can just strip you of who you are, you know, strip you of the person that you were meant to be and who you were. And it took me a long time through my own healing process, my own healing journey to find my voice again, to love myself again, to find my confidence, to be able to move forward. And during that journey, I also wanted to find, well, what am I passionate about? What brings me joy? What is my purpose, right? You know, we all want to live our purpose. And it took me a while after, you know, after I was going through my healing and I decided, okay, I want to find that purpose. And that's where I found coaching. So I became a life coach and worked predominantly with women who were struggling in their own relationships because I understood that. I understood that pain and I understood that whole process. And I also wanted to share my story. And the first time I remember when you think about sharing your story, especially when you're in that vulnerable state, you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I can tell, really tell people what I went through, right? Sharing my feelings, sharing all of the 
difficult stuff that I have and went through. And the first time I did it, I remember it was scary. I was so scared to share my story. Like, am I going to be judged? Are people going to wonder, you know, what I'm like or what have you? But when I started, when I went on that stage and it was a small group of people, it was just a, a group of survivors. So it was more of a safe space for that reason. But it still was scary to give my story. So I remember sharing my story and I was, you know, I'm on the stage and I'm struggling and I'm trembling. And, and then when I was done, I saw the faces of these women who related to what I said. And my story, being able to share my story, gave them the opportunity to then say, I can share mine too. And then that led me to write a book. So I'm a published author and I wrote a book about women transitioning, and, you know, the transitions and struggles that we go through as women. And I also shared my story as part of that. And to say, you know, even though it was difficult, I got through it and I know anybody can, If, but it's hard. And sometimes you just need that support, whether it's through a group, whether it's through a friend, wherever you can get and build that support group, it's truly important to have that because that allows you then to grow and to be able to heal. So I really look back in, in my support group because when I was in my relationship, I alienated myself from people. I was too ashamed and embarrassed to say that I was in this relationship, how difficult it was. So I didn't have any friends or support group. But once I get, got out of that relationship and started healing, I realized I need to have people around me who I can rely on, people who understand my, my pain. And that's where that first group of women came to fruition for me because they were my support they were my rock and they helped me then get through that process so for for women out there for nonprofit leaders out there it's so important to be able to provide people with that stage if you will that ability to share their story in a safe environment and that when you brought up susan when you brought up toastmasters that's what toastmasters is really is that safe environment for us to share our stories whether you know we decide to become professional speakers or not it allows you to share your story. It allows you to feel comfortable doing just that. So for me, Postmasters, it is a great stage for that. And it's helped me to be able to grow as a speaker. And now I, I speak not only about toxic relationships and how they impact people, but I also talk now about how to be bridge the gap with generational diversity and implicit bias, which I think is also very important as well. And I'm glad that your journey has included improvement. And that's what I want to really focus on here. We can get comfortable telling our story. We know our story. And if you tell it enough, you do get comfortable and you can get on a bigger, bigger stage. But will your story, the way you tell it, have enough impact to drive action? Will it inspire people? Will it make them remember your organization? Will your story resonate with them so they know I need to help this group? I want to be a part of the solution. And that is truly where groups like Toastmasters, Toastmasters is about, what is it, 65 bucks twice a year or something? Yeah, yeah it's it, not a nominal fee considering it, the value that you get. You know, so it's that and it's the time, which is about an hour and a half a week, unless you also take volunteer roles. And, and you should, because that's good for your leadership practice too. Take, be the president, the vice president, the secretary, the treasurer, all the different roles. Again, 100% volunteer, but you're not spending more than, I would say, seven hours a month. Mm -hmm. And from those seven hours, you will get guidance on how to speak to the room of whatever size you walk into. Whether it's a large room, a big stage, an arena, a podcast, video, television interviews. You will learn how to adjust your story 
and get so quick on your feet to be able to say, this is a big audience. I need to be bigger. It's a small audience. I don't want to scare them, which was something I had to learn. (laughs) Toastmasters taught me, it's like, oh my gosh, I was so big in a small room. But I have learned how to do that. And the other thing, if you are in a leadership role in a nonprofit, the other skills you will gain is how to give feedback in a way that is received well and to be considered rather than putting people on the defense. You learn what they call the sandwich method, Mm -hmm. where it's a positive, a way to improve and a positive. So you're always left with a good feeling. And when you start with a good feeling about something, not only is everybody focusing on that good feeling, but the person opens up to hearing your suggestion that comes next. And that to me is the almost equal in value as it is learning how to take a stage and address any type of audience with confidence with our stories. What has been your experience with feedback that you've received? What have, what skills have you brought from Toastmasters? Oh gosh, the, the feedback is, you're right, is so important. And that's what I think as professional speakers, at least for me, I'm looking for that. I want to improve. I want to be able to provide my message and have it resonate with people. And if I can change or, or help one person make that change in their life based on what I said to me, I've done, I, you know, it's, it's amazing. I've done what I wanted to accomplish. So with Toastmasters, again, it provides you with that safe environment. We're all professional speakers, at least the one, the group that we belong to. We're all professional speakers and we're all there to, to improve. We're all there to help and support each other. So the feedback you get is there to help you. It's not there to put you down. It's not there to criticize you. It's there to truly help you get to that next level of speaking that you want to get to. So, and a lot of times the feedback you get, you're like, oh, I <laughs> thank you for pointing that out because I didn't even know that. Like sometimes I'll just talk really fast because I figure, oh, I got two minutes. And I do that. Fast, right? And I realized, well, maybe I'm talking too fast and no one knows the heck I'm saying. So I have to slow down. I have to take pauses. Like we talked about at the last meeting, having those definite pauses helps people then resonate with what you're saying, right? So all of that feedback just truly helps you become a better and more effective speaker and helps you really get out there and, and share your message with much more impact. So some other opportunities I want to bring up to my audience that's listening. There are many ways to tell your story. And sometimes you have several stories within your story. And something that I have learned, and I know Colleen has as well, is we can have like three stories. And those three stories can be adapted to fit an opportunity. Maybe it's the Kiwanis Club saying, hey, in our local chapter, we need a speaker, a motivational speaker. Hey, in our business organization, we need somebody that can tie things you've learned from running a nonprofit and your story into business applications. And so you want to be able to, the word pivot gets so overused, but to adapt Mm -hmm. your stories to fit every opportunity that could come your way. So you never have to say no. Absolutely. And I think that's one of those things like, oh yeah, that's not my thing. Well, could you spin it? This is where the, you know, the PR person in you founders in and you marketing people with these organizations. And maybe you are a volunteer that that is all you do is the speaking. We have one volunteer and she will speak anywhere for us in Southern California. She is happy to take any size stage and can take our story 
and adapt it to every situation so she can always say yes, whether it's five minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whether it's going to have a hands-on demonstration type of thing. For us, it's really easy in small groups to say, let's bring some fabric and we're all going to make blankets after I tell you the story. So it gets everybody involved. Can it be done remotely? Can your talk translate well remotely and still evoke that emotion, that connection, the desire and the drive for people to want to help you and your organization. Right. Exactly. That's, I mean, for nonprofits, that's the goal. And maybe your speaking fee is going to include a donation portion. Right. Because you got to cover your expenses so the nonprofit doesn't pay for it, but maybe you can also utilize it to fundraise. Not only are you raising awareness, but maybe you're going to increase donations through that opportunity, always include that, you know, if you're talking to 500 company representatives, include a way to quickly make it easy for them. Oh, you go on our website, click on corporate donations, make it easy and let them figure that out afterward. Have a QR code on your speaker bio. Right. There's so many ways that you can make it easy on people to follow up with whatever you presented. Right. And, and you bring up a great point. You want it to be right there. You, when you, you've captured their attention and you've got people motivated, you want to have that QR code or that ability to hit that button right then and there. Because that's what, when you've got people. Because when you say a story and you've really made that impact and people truly want to make a difference based on what you said, you want to be able to make it easy for them to say, okay, I got you. I'm going to donate because I really want to help. I'm so expired by what you're saying. So that, right. that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And and think about that too. A lot of times when we are asked to speak or take a stage, there is a screen behind us. We can put a PowerPoint up there. Right. We can put a slide. Right. Why not have one? Think about the Super Bowl. And whenever they do QR codes and ads on the Super Bowl, you never have enough time. You have to grab your phone, get ready to go. Rather right. than they're, le- they're, they're dummies. They don't leave it up there the whole time. They should have it up there the whole time and leave it still so we can get it. Exactly, exactly. And, and so if on your slideshow, you always had one in the corner. Yes, right. you want them to listen, but if they're going to take action and then at the end, give them three options. Right. Three exactly. ways they can help with three different codes that sits there the whole time at the end, the last three minutes, two right. minutes that you right. talk. Right. Make exactly. it easy for them. Right, because if, if you don't make it easy, then it, it becomes something that they got to do afterwards. They may or may not do it, but if right. they're excited and motivated, that's when they're going to hit that button right then and there. So you're absolutely right. And I know I've done some speaking engagements for organizations where they put me in their agenda because they wanted a motivational speaker or something for Binky Patrol. But I made sure, too, that I had postcards printed that went right. in the goodie bags. Right. Oh, with, that's a great idea. Yeah. With the, with the one thought, with one quote, with something that is going to be in my speech. Right. That's memorable. A key right. point that resonates always with my audience. Cause I know it cause I've seen their faces. Right. So I'm going to put that on there with that right. QR code call to action. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Vista prints inexpensive. It takes a little bit of planning, but you can get that done. They have the right. builders. You can build your postcards there if you want. Use all the coupons you can, (laughs) but have that go with your speaking and incorporate that into your talk where you want to have that call to action. Right. Exactly. Call to action is so important in any talk, you know, whether it's, you know, hitting a button, 
to donate, whether it's hitting a button for more information, that call to action of speakers is so important. People, and if you can make that, you know, very easy and, and very simple for people, they will take action. Yeah, I mean, that's marketing. That's basic marketing. Always yeah. give them the next step. What do you want them to do next? Right. After they listen to you, what do you want them to do next? Right, exactly. So harking back to Toastmasters and some of the pathways they have, you can learn just for those of you who don't know much about Toastmasters, there are different pathways that you can go for. Maybe you want to be a humorous speaker. Maybe you want to be motivational. Maybe you want to be persuasive. There are all different things you can choose and refine your skills. And the people in your chapter will help you. If you tell them the goals, hey, I, my goal is to take a stage regular, four times a year with 10,000 people each time and to get more people to donate to Binky Patrol, participate in Binky Patrol, and hire me for another event. You tell them that, and they will help guide you to that end. They will mentor you. And it is not a huge investment, but the time that you spend is invaluable. It is so worth the time. Find a chapter at toastmasters.org to see who's near you. Maybe it's a virtual one. Maybe it's on the weekend, maybe it's in the evening, maybe it's in the morning, I don't know. Find what fits for you and test it out because they'll let you go for free. You can just go test it out. Yeah, you can test as many chapters as you want for free. Until right. you find one that speaks to you or the people there speak to you, whatever that may be. Yeah, you find the right chapter and you will find a tribe of people who will help you become a better speaker who will help you craft your message to the where that you can say it anywhere with confidence. And, and like you talked about having that call to action be so clear that people know exactly what to do next. Yes. And so what the final piece that we are going to encourage all of you with nonprofits that you run your website, have a tab under about us for need a speaker and put what you could talk about. Get people thinking about it. Oh, put it in there. Have a form that they can contact you that you can follow up with. Have the speaker bios, two or three speakers, their headshots. Put the information there so they get an idea. If you've spoken before and you have a recording of it, put a sample video there too. So people will know, oh, they'd be perfect at our event. I'm going to contact them because I need somebody, you know, and say, can you do a 10 minute? Can you do a 15 minute? Can you do a 30? Can you do an hour? Can you do a hands-on demo? What can you do? So right. they get thinking of how you can fit into their program and fill in those holes or become a star. Exactly. Exactly. And then having those reels, like you just talked about having a demo reel gives people a chance to understand not only what you talk about, project what you're like, you know, yes. what your personality is like, what your style is like. And people will then go, Ooh, I like the way that that person talks. That would be the perfect person to come to our event or speak to our group. So yes. Yep. So when you guys do go speak places, ask if you can have a friend record it, ask if they will give you the recording, ask if it's okay. If you post that on your site and find those clips, quick clips, to really make you shine when the whole audience connected, when you see their faces and they're smiling and they're cheering and they're clapping and, and it's a pullback and you can see this big room and how well you killed it. Absolutely. That, that really helps you give people an understanding before they call you, before they know anything about you. They've got a chance to see your personality. They've got a chance to see how you speak and whether you'd be a great fit for them. So that you know, videos and demo reels and is really, really important for that reason. 
Fantastic. Colleen, I appreciate your time and your spontaneity and coming on. I mean, we met what three days ago and here you are <laughs> on my show. And I really appreciate the advice and that you shared, you know, part of your story with us of what has led you to where you knew you wanted to hone your skills and become better at speaking and have a bigger impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so how can everybody find you if they want to connect or maybe even hire you as a speaker? Oh, that'd be great. So to my the way to connect with me is on my, you can see my website, which is ColleenGoSpeaks.com. Or you can reach me on email, which is connect at coachingwithcolleen.com. I would okay. love to hear from you. And if you've got questions, please feel free to reach out. When I first started as a, a speaker, I'm like, who am I going to talk to? Because my topic, you know, can pretty much talk to almost anyone for that matter. But then I was taking down a path to talk to the legal, to the legal area. Like I've talked to the bar association. So now I'm talking to law firms. So it's funny how you just kind of get on a path and I'm just following that path. Like if this is my audience, people who want to want to hear my message, I'm going to continue to follow that until it leads me someplace else. <laughs> and that is what will keep you successful and growing is because you have that flexibility and willingness yeah. to not say, no, I only speak to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I want to be able to speak to as many people as possible, to be honest, and and just really get that message out there that we need to start, you know, building, putting our barriers down. We need to truly understand each other and come from a place of curiosity versus judgment. That's really part of my biggest message. Yeah, the eye rolling needs to stop from both exactly. exactly, exactly. Yep. <laughs> This has been a wonderful visit with you, Colleen, and I look forward to many more since I will be joining the Toastmasters chapter. Awesome. Yep. Can't wait. I'm, it feels good. Yesterday felt great in that meeting. It's like, yes, this is where I need to be. And this is where I belong to keep growing as a speaker, representing Binky Patrol, representing businesses. Because sometimes I do it for my, you know, my regular job, too, where I can take a stage and guide people. And I love doing that as well. But for folks that are listening, please go like, subscribe, and share in all your favorite podcast apps. Look for All Volunteer, All Heart from Binky Patrol. You can go to binkypatrol.show too and find all the apps linked there of how to subscribe to our episodes. If you want to learn more about Binky Patrol, go to binkypatrol.org. That's B-I-N-K-Y-P-A-T-R-O-L.org. Thank you so much. Bye.